If you having girl problems, I feel bad for you, son. I got 99 problems, but a bitch ain't one. I got the rap What's up, Nana Nation and lovers of the Not For 30 podcast? This is episode 99. This might be the last Not For 30 podcast of 2017. I am joined by Aaron Chalupa. I was thinking about what to do for episode 99, and then it came to me. When you think of the number 99, you think of one person, Aaron Chalupa. Wait, no, no. You think of Wayne Gretzky. And there's no bigger advocate of the Edmonton Oilers than Wayne Gretzky. And there's no bigger advocate of the Edmonton Oilers than Aaron Chalupa. So this is Chilling with Chalupa number three. I'm very proud of this podcast. Aaron Chalupa and I had a technology, technical, technology breakthrough where we actually got a really clean recording. Um, He's in Alberta, just outside of Calgary. I'm in lovely Milton, Ontario. We make it sound crystal clear. I'm very proud of this. Uh, On top of that, uh, we have uh, Before 30 podcast coming up. We have another Opera 30 coming up. Um, Hopefully we release those before the end of the year, and then we'll probably have a small hiatus and then come back in the new year with a big episode 100. I'm excited for that. I got something planned. Hopefully it can work out. And then on top of that, just everything else is going really well. Really, really really well. I want to thank, of course, the people in the podcast, in our sponsorship podcast, 2020 Print Media. Thank you so much for the year. This is the Not After 30 Podcast, a podcast about reminiscing about your 20s while surviving your 30s. Now, it's time for the show. What's up, Nana Nation and lovers of the Nopter 30 podcast? We got something special. Aaron Chalupa and I are technical geniuses. We are going to sound like we're live in studio looking into each other's dreamy eyes, but yet we are across the country. With me, my very special guest, Aaron Chalupa. What's up, baby? <laughs> Not too much, man. How you, get? How you doing? I am jacked up. I've had a whole bunch of coffee today. It's a week before. Sick. What kind of coffee? What kind of coffee? Yeah. Um, actually, it's it's just Starbucks blonde roast coffee. Oh, you're breaking my heart. I hear I thought it would be some kind of cool artisan. Oh, Arabica beans. <laughs> no, nothing too. You know, I, I've been in this really weird slump when it came, comes to coffee. I haven't found like an artisan blend that I, I truly like, and I don't know if I'm mixing the water to coffee bean ratio incorrectly, but I I know that I'm gonna love the the um, Starbucks. Um, blonde roast, and the, right now it's a, the holiday or Christmas blend blonde, and yeah. I'm, I'm a fan of it, so it was good. Um, so I had I made one this morning, and then I I have one day, one day off before Christmas, and so I was trying to get my everything done today, trying mm-hmm. my hardest to get it done. Uh, yeah. I, I don't have a lot left to do. I just wanted some little things, but I think everybody else had that idea as well because it was just bananas out there it took me forever to get to move within the city and then all on top of moving within the city once you get into the store every everybody's grandmother's out right now and they're taking up taking up all the air it's just no no one yeah yeah it's a battle zone yes sir what about you good man what are you up to this morning Oh, this morning, uh, I wouldn't say hung over, but um, just late night out mm. and about around the Calgary area. Um, the girlfriend had a work Christmas party, so we went to a hotel, uh, buffet style, which is nice, and yeah, they did kind of a, a show. It was kind of entertaining. Uh, there was a dancing thing that was a little cheesy. Not saying that, uh, you know, dancing is cheesy, that's a lot of fun, but just the one guy was kind of douchey okay after like every kind of like lesson like so they had volunteers go up so ashley does not like the spotlight whatsoever so she's like we're sitting i'm like that's totally fine with me okay like cha-cha-cha's kind of thing and after every lesson he'd be like wow you guys are great high five turn to your left pat that person on the back you're (laughs) awesome turn to your right look at that person say they're wonderful okay high five Wow! Let's go, and that it was it was pretty bad. So it was a guy and a girl, and they did some kind of 
um, little thing for us at the end, like a little spicy dance, spicy salsa, Ooh. which was entertaining, but at the same time, they it didn't seem they went through it enough. So okay. they're both smiling, but she was she was missed. Like, he was screwing up like the the notes on what they were doing, so they kind of bumped into each other a few times. So she's smiling, but you can see that she's really pissed off as well. Right, right. She she's trying to smile through it. Yeah, exactly. Just because it's a good presentation, <laughs> right? <laughs> I was like, oh, there. She's not happy. She's gonna and tear was, a strip off him afterwards. Exactly. So it was entertaining and fun, and then we're playing games as well. And there's um, um, gift raffles too. So we had our number and. We ended up getting a, a Bluetooth speaker, which is kind of cool. And then, uh, yeah, then uh, we, 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 there's a game we were playing. So you have the, the little head thing on, and then it has a word, and then the one person saying yes, but no, or maybe. Okay. To all, to all of your questions, you're wearing the, the little headgear with the word on it. So the themes were either Christmas or dental, because my girlfriend's a dental hygienist. Okay, okay, okay. Dental office. Yeah. So I'm asking her, it's just like, all right. So the word on my head was crown. Uh, for like you know, you know, dent- dental procedure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so I'm like, all right, is it, is it dental? She's like, yes. I'm like, shit, because <laughs> I'm thinking it'd be like some elaborate word or something like that, or some kind of tool I wouldn't know. Like, oh, is it the scrubby thingy or the brushy thingy? <laughs> is it the picky thing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so um, I'm like, I'm right, thinking in my head. I'm like, okay, is it an operation? She's like, yes. I'm like, okay. Is it something that I've had done? She's like, I don't know. I can't remember. I'm okay. like, oh. <laughs> I'm like, okay, shit. Um, is it root canal? No. Is it a crown? Yeah, sweet. So that was the easiest fifty dollar gift card that we've ever gotten. So uh, that was pretty sweet. Yeah, it was good. Night. And then uh, went over to one of my buddy's places. Um, well, it's not his place. It's his in-laws. So he's away working, but. Um, the fiance is there, and her parents were having a big Christmas party, so that was a lot of fun. Okay, it was nice to yeah, because we didn't we we could drink at the the dental event, but I was we we're both weren't really feeling it, and you know how it is trying to save up for the holidays. Oh yeah, stuff. So yeah, no, we brought some beers over. I brought some of my homemade mead, so that was Ooh. a hit. All the parents' friends were just crazy about it. They're asking me all these questions and shit. So that was oh. cool. You know what? I'm going to make a note of that because I need to ask you some questions about me a little bit later. Okay, yeah, no worries. And uh, just to cap it off, we were talking about Star Wars with one guy. So that was a lot of fun, too. I haven't seen the newest ep- um, episode, newest movie yet. <laughs> Same. But, uh, he, got- he, he, was, he was really jacked about talking about different Star Wars things because his girlfriend hasn't seen any of them. So he's just like, oh, man, there's so much I want to talk to you about, but I don't want to spoil it for you. Uh-huh. I forgot to tell him I don't really do like I don't really care about spoilers so we can spoil the whole thing for me and I'll still watch it because I'm like oh I wonder how that happened but I heard a lot of good things about the new one that's cool yeah I, I, I haven't I didn't hear any spoilers oh but... my god <laughs> so my girlfriend just brings out a postcard and I sent it to her way way back <laughs> must have been almost three weeks ago so it's finally reached here <laughs> get your shit together Montenegro post office <laughs> <laughs> Well, I think I can't think of a, a better segue. Better segue. I can't think of a better segue than that to get into your awesome adventure, Aaron's awesome European adventure. No, she's not. She was upstairs hanging out with you. Was that Ashley? Yeah. Oh my God, she debuted on the podcast finally. Yeah, yeah, you'll hear her briefly. Yes, you'll hear her mumbling in the background. Did she get fed? Yes, she did. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, so give, okay. give us a little recap. <laughs> so we ju- we just released Awkward Throat Clear, Aaron's Awesome Adventure, European Edition number three. Whatever you want to call it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it had about like Some mouthful, three. even larger sentences and a larger yeah. title. Uh, three or four working titles for the whole thing. Uh, I Episode re- eight, Star Wars, Revenge <laughs> of the... Weird aliens with big ears that talk ridiculously. Yes. A, yeah. sc- a scrolling intro in yellow font, yes. Yeah, an Ewok's tail. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I gotta say, before we get into um, into episode uh, 13, I really, really enjoyed this episode. Um, and as 
as someone who kind of like handed you a mic and said, hey, record, I think this was the episode for me that really, like when I when I'll tell people to like listen to the awkward throw clear, this is the episode I'm going to direct them to. Um, I was so I was so impressed with your questioning. Um, really, you asked questions that I didn't even think about, like to ask uh, someone like Edna, Edna, Edina, Edina, yeah, Edina. Um, I was yeah, so I was so impressed with that. Um, I really really enjoyed your interview style with her, and she was such a great interview. She like she had so much knowledge about everything. The, uh, I mean. The things that you guys went over, I remember hearing about little bits and pieces as a kid when uh, when all that stuff happened. But mm-hmm. um, to hear the insight that she gave was really second to none. I was very impressed with it. Uh, I thought the whole thing was a big smash. The the audio of it is kind of a little rough, um, but maybe that's me being an audiophile and just like wanting that. Uh, crystal clear sound but I really really enjoyed it and I have to say brother I'm so proud of the interview you conducted well thanks a lot man it means a lot um, yeah no I, I truly think that is <clears throat> uh, probably my best recording as well wait um, did you just do an awkward throw clear on purpose or yeah, no <laughs> No, this, that, this is the this is the irony of the title. Is because it always happens. It's never not gonna happen. It's yeah. always gonna happen. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Let me just do an awkward swallow now. <laughs> yeah. So that, that was uh, a cheap plug. Cheap plug. I like it though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I really think that it was my best interview. And it, it, again, Adina was an amazing interviewee. Um, you, you can't have a good interview unless it's, you know, two people working together on it. And she was so knowledgeable. Like, she's the hostel manager of the doctor's house, and she's awesome. So, like, she was great to talk to. She knew a lot of stuff. She grew up in Sarajevo. She experienced the siege. Um, she was very young at the time, but she still has memories of it. Um, it wasn't as bad in her neighborhood, but, you know, like, and sh- so she was able to talk with her parents and her sister about it. Her sister's a bit older, so she knows a bit more um, on the subject, but yeah, her English is amazing. You know, she's saying words that I'm like, okay, oh yeah, yeah, I remember what that means. Um, so yeah, no, it was it was really really good, and I was very happy that she agreed to do it. Um, and it, I just wanted to make sure, like, get it from somebody's perspective, uh, from a city that is beautiful. Sarajevo was so cool. Like, Bosnia is known. Sorry, Bosnia Herzegovina is known as Little Turkey. Um, a lot of culture, you know, the majority of the uh, country is Muslim, but they still have a lot of Orthodox and Catholics in there, the Orthodox and the Serbs, and then Catholics from the Croatian area. Mm-hmm. So it's a lot of different people working together, and I wanted to make sure that people understood that it's not a scary place anymore. You know, people can go there, it's flourishing, it's beautiful. Go visit, there's so much history that's happened in that area. Um, so, like, and like, not just... Bosnia-Herzegovina, but like Montenegro, Albania, uh, Macedonia, Serbia, like those are really cool places that are, one, affordable to go to, and then a lot of those countries that border the ocean, amazing beaches. Mm. So, you like instead of going to, say, Greece or Turkey or Italy or France or Spain or Portugal, you know, and, you, and you're planning on doing a, a trip and you want to save a bit of money, go to these countries, like they're, they're looking for tourism. And they're they're ready for it. Awesome hostels, awesome people. Go check them out. Like some of the best beaches in the world are in Albania and Montenegro and Croatia. Croatia and Slovenia are also part of the former Yugoslavia region. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're they're experiencing a bit more success than the rest of the former Yugoslavia countries. But it's cool, man. And like just like how it, uh, the country was running in the communist era, it was mm-hmm. a lot different than. The rest of the Iron Curtain. I didn't know that. Uh, apparently, the leader uh, Tito, <clears throat> he was uh, not the not Tito Michael, Michael Jackson family, but, oh. <laughs> the, but guy, uh, the guy who makes the vodka, the handmade vodka. Yeah, yeah, that guy. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. yeah. Apparently, he was kind of like um, a renegade style. He would tell you know the communist guys like Khrushchev and Brezhnev and all those guys like screw you, we're gonna do it our way. We're gonna have communism, but we're gonna have some fun. And <laughs> the fun yeah, commies. The fun commies. Well, yeah, like they were able, they were still able. Like they didn't have those curfews. They didn't have a revolution, uh, like like Hungary, Poland, Czech, Czechoslovakia. You know, like they did, and they suffered. You know, large uh, occupation and large casualties from these re- re- um, these revolutions. 
and they didn't work. So, it, well, until the very end. Um, yeah, no, like, it, it's a really interesting thing to check out, for sure. Like, Croatia is very popular to check out. You can go fishing on the coast there. Um, the islands are beautiful. I just want to make sure that everyone, you know, explores the world and, make sure, and you know, doesn't think, oh, well, those countries are impoverished and I don't want to check them out, or, oh, those countries are, you know, dangerous. Like, they're, they're far from both of those, you know, so. Yeah. Yeah, no, well, it, it was, was just really good to get some insight from Medina um, and, and like learn more about Bosnia Herzegovina than I couldn't discover for myself. I like, I wish I could have spent more time in Bosnia Herzegovina, but we're kind of on a tight schedule there. So, and and was there anything that kind of popped up from the trip that maybe stood out that didn't make the podcast? Uh, that didn't make the podcast. Um, well, I just want to like go over and say how much I really enjoyed. Um, Bosnia Herzegovina, like I, there were there were a lot of things I wanted to explore more of. I could definitely spend another week there, and mm-hmm. still not have seen the whole, everything I want to see. Uh, we, I, I can't remember what I did in my monologue. <laughs> uh, I had like my own little self recording podcast. I also recorded with one of my buddies, Nat Webb, a musician, but I'm not sure if that. I'll have to, re- have to listen to that podcast again and see if the, uh, the audio audio quality is good enough because I don't want to have a choppy podcast that somebody has to listen through yeah. anymore. That was make sure there's nothing um, nothing incriminating in it either. Oh no, no that wouldn't be bad. <laughs> what was was there something incriminating before? <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm just, well, I mean, there there are the uh, lost Chalupa files that no longer exist in the NA network. Oh no, so. I found them. So they are they are lost <laughs> and found. So we'll release them after the um, the Euro trips come out. Just All right. to, You know, signify. Yes, they are rediscovered. So okay. Those are cool. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Th- those those are. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, those, those ones. Oh, yeah, those ones. Those ones. Um, yeah, they're gone forever. <laughs> <laughs> those aren't incriminating, but, yeah, if, if, just if me that's making not, a fool of if, myself. If that's not a declaration of when you, when the, the when After 30 drops a podcast, just listen to it as quickly as possible, and then, <laughs> and just enjoy it, because it may not be up there forever. Yeah, Kyle and I should be on the wall of shame. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the wall, of, the wall of shame. Actually, the wall of shame. Yeah, but no evidence. <laughs> yeah, but no evidence. So it's like it's like separate wall. It's a separate wing of the Hall of Fame when it comes to an After Thirty podcast. It's like what's a yeah. dark, dark hallway with only two pictures hanging from it and like a nightlight? Do we get proper light <laughs> in that wing? Light that's just twitching. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like oh, that's the uh, unofficial Hall of Shame. Yeah, yeah. for for no yeah. particular reason. Wink. Wink. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I'll just go over again. Um, yeah, Bosnia and Herzegovina was really cool. I'd spend more time there. Uh, Serbia, I definitely could have spent more time there, too. Um, yeah, we only hung out really in Belgrade. Um, it would have been cool to check out like Novi Sad, which is just north of Belgrade, and they have a huge festival. Uh, I believe it's called the Exit Festival, and they'll have like five or seven headliners. Like just awesome bands, like uh, like these bands haven't been there, but I'm just using them as examples because how big they are. Like Red Hot Chili Peppers, Foo Fighters, Florence the Machine, um, Magic Dragons, all these other bands, like all at the same time. Um, they'll have hip hop, rap artists, and stuff go too. And it's like an old castle on this hill, so it's a pretty cool venue as well. It's one of the largest um, uh, music festivals in Europe. Mm-hmm. And I think it's sometime in August. I can't remember. But, yeah, never got a chance to go to it because we went in later in the fall. But, yeah, lots of cool festivals in that area, too. I didn't mention that, but we missed them all. Um, <laughs> Macedonia could have been more, more time spent in that country as well. Uh, lots of friendly people. Really cool area. Um, lots of great nature. Like the whole, the whole Balkan region really reminds me of the Rocky Mountains of Canada. Lots of, lots of mountains. Um, you gotta be careful though if you ever go to Bosnia Herzegovina. Uh, there's lots of uh, landmines in the rural areas. Um, oh, like uh, like in the, in the mountains and stuff. They are working their way to make sure that Bosnia Herzegovina is mine free. But um, yeah, it's it's a lot of work. So oh, if you I, go on if you go hiking or something like that, just make sure you talk to um, like tourist information officer or hiking office or whatever, just to make sure that that trail is, you know. Mind safe. <laughs> yeah, I, exactly. I thought you were gonna say, "Be careful of gypsies." Uh, well, yeah, that just goes without saying. But oh, there's those okay. kind of people anywhere, right? They can yeah. Get 
gypsy style people in Canada, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, like anywhere you go, you could be, you know, subject to uh, pickpocketing or theft or but uh, um, some kind of, you know, attack or, you know. That carny action. Something, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I didn't experience any of that, but I've heard stories while I was on a trip from other people, like, secondhand. Mm-hmm. So, it's going to happen. Just don't be an idiot. You know, don't hold your camera just in yeah. your hand. That's worth $1,000. Yeah, don't you hold your it. iPhone X around all the time. Yeah, don't leave it somewhere, you know. Like, there are some countries, like, I hear Japan is very safe. Like, somebody left their purse and then somebody returned it. You know, like, they, they, they had a camera on this bench where they're watching to see if anybody would take it. And, like, like, ten people came by, sat down, and left with this purse next to them. And then finally somebody, like, oh, well, maybe I'll just turn it in. <laughs> and so they went to the police officer and, like, hey, we have this thing here. Listen. Like, oh, okay, cool. In Japan, they would they would return your camera, your wallet, everything. But mm-hmm. if, you, if you had, like, a gym bag with some old underwear, they would keep that. Oh, really? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Don't get me started on those pervs. <laughs> Anyways, okay. Yeah. So, okay. Anything else? Anything else you want to touch up on on the trip? Um, and well, I had a, like this didn't make the podcast because I haven't recorded with anybody um, since returning home, and also it was after I recorded with Nat. So, I got my buddy Nat to drop me off at the Birmingham train station, and I got my train from Birmingham to London, um, all the way right to the airport. Great thing about a big city, and you can take the train right to the airport. It's so much easier, and. So I checked in, and I noticed that, oh, I'm delayed until 1 p.m. My flight was supposed to, you know, leave at 11 a.m. So I'm talking to the people, I'm like, oh, what's up? It's like, oh, well, the previous day, there was a flight that took off that was going to Toronto, and they left. And uh, before I was uh, getting on the story, uh, Anthony and I were supposed to meet up in the Toronto airport um, just to hang out, possibly record a little bit, catch uh, up. Yep, yep. I was going to give him some gifts to the family there. Do some dick, dick hugging. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, all that good stuff. Um, <laughs> too much friction, you know. We'd probably start a fire with our, our body hair. <laughs> yeah. Then we'd get kicked out of the airport. It'd be a big mess. <laughs> um, <laughs> wow. yeah. yeah, so, uh, yeah, so I'm at the airport. I'm talking to the WestJet, and I'm like, oh, yeah, so there's this flight that took off yesterday. Um, and as it took off, an hour later, the cabin temperature got up to 50 degrees Celsius. So it's like, oh, that's not good. We got to turn back around. People are going to be very, very uncomfortable, if not get sick. Um, so they turned around, landed, put those people in a hotel, and then they bumped them to the 10 a.m. flight the next morning. Those 10 a.m. people got bumped to my flight at 11 a.m., and then I got bumped to the broken plane that was being fixed from the previous day. So it's just like, all right, just hang out here. You know, hurry up, get to the airport, and wait. So throughout the entire day, um, they just kept updating us if it was gonna, if we we're going to get on board or not. And so you're hanging around these same people all day. Uh, London Gatwick is a decent-sized airport, but not huge. Um, so you're, you're bumping into the people over time, and people are getting really pissed off. I don't really care because, you know, I just got to get home. There's no real plan I have. So these people are missing the birth of their uh, kid. Some people are missing um, or getting really tight schedules who go to a wedding. All this kind of stuff. So it's like, ooh, okay, that's kind of shitty. But for me, whatever. I can wait. I'm not fussed. I'm just <laughs> encouraging the, the, the employees. It's like, it's not your fault. We understand. People are just mad. And they're like, oh, no, we know. We know. We do this all the time. <laughs> all right, cool. Well, you're doing a good job. Thank you. Um, so, yeah, so I just hung out um, and then over time they're like alright well it's lunchtime. Uh, here's a 10 pound voucher which is the equivalent to like 15 bucks Canadian 16 bucks Canadian so you go to a restaurant you get your lunch I went to this little Korean place it was good um, again they gave us another 10 pound voucher so I'm like alright well I'll just get some more food for the flight and then they all gathered us at the gate around 5.30 6 o'clock and they're like alright well you're not getting on the plane today we're going to get you on the plane tomorrow morning. So we found hotels for you guys to stay at, but all in the area. Uh, we'll pay for your transportation if you need it. Uh, you're going to get food, uh, you know, uh, you know, from us. You know, we're going to pay for it as well. And we'll get you on the plane tomorrow morning. And you'll have breakfast too. So I was like, all right, cool. Like, I'm like, sweet, whatever. I get a, at least I got a place to stay. I've heard of some people that just get like told, screw you 
find your own spot and maybe we'll compensate like half or something like that. Um, so, <laughs> and this, this is going, let's say, like, I love WestJet. They are very good. And if they screw up, they really fix the screw up or, you know, they, they make it worth your while. And I've, I was hearing murmurs from the, the angry mob that <laughs> if you wait over six hours for, like, uh, a transatlantic flight, I'm not sure if it's the same in North America, if you're just flying from, say, like, Toronto to Calgary or something like that, but at least flying from England to Canada, if you wait more than six hours, you are compensated 600 euros, which translates to $907.25. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I'm just like, oh... That's nice. So at the same, like throughout the entire day, I'm texting my girlfriend Ashley, and I was like, "Okay, yeah, we're not gonna be able to make it. You know, we're delayed. We're delayed. We're delayed. I'll let you know as soon as we leave. This is the flight number. So if I can't, and like Wi-Fi was really spotty at the airport. Um, if, if, I, if I can't reach you, just punch in the the air the air the air flight number or whatever, and just see what my status is. I'm like, okay, sounds good. So I get in line. I they tell me what hotel I'm going to. I get the piece of paper to fill up my compensation, and they send me on my way. So I go to the Hilton. I have my own room, queen-size bed, gourmet buffet, where they have, like, the little yeah. creme brulees for dessert. You know, like, oh, here's the turkey breast. How thick do you want the slices? How many slices do you want? Cranberry sauce over there. This over here. All that kind of stuff. Very cool. So I was pretty pumped about the whole thing. And... Telling you know, telling Ashley, it's like, oh yeah, I get compensated this much money. She's like, uh, can you see it another day by chance? <laughs> <laughs> and the thing was, is I could get them translated to WestJet dollars, uh, which would expire in a year, or I could get them translated into a check, which would just be the full amount, and I can do whatever I want with it. Um, so what the girlfriend and I decided to do was that we're going to save it and then use it for a trip next year as well. So we're, I think we're going back to Europe, so that'd be a good time. Uh, once I, the, the next morning, have the breakfast, go to the airport, we get delayed again. <laughs> the plane's totally fine to go, but the caterers, the caterers uh, to, who make the hot meals to put on the plane and they serve them around the, the airplane, uh, they screwed up the times and they were late bringing the food in. So we had to wait another hour. So they gave us another voucher. I'm thinking in my head, oh like, well, my why, don't we just, why don't we just go get our food and then get on the plane. Like, we'll have food. We won't starve. It'll be fine. I'm pretty sure everyone just wants to go home at this point. They don't really you, care. You guys might have... hot. You guys might have bankrupt WestJet in this whole no adventure. Kidding. No kidding. Exactly. So everybody on the flight gets $900. Uh, they get their stay at the Hilton. Uh, transportation, breakfast, dinner, all that kind of crap. I was just like, wow, this must be... It was just doing like easy math in my head. I'm just like, this is probably around a million dollars, you know, <laughs> and like trying to fix this plane and stuff. Um, so they eventually brought two planes over from Canada. They're still working on the broken plane. They took oh everyone going to Eastern Canada, so like flying directly to Toronto, and then if people needed to catch a connecting flight to say, oh, London or Montreal or uh, Ottawa or something like that, they go on that plane. And then everyone going to Western Canada flew directly to Calgary. So I had my flight changed from a layover in Toronto and then going to Calgary, just directly to Calgary. So that's cool for me, too. Uh, you don't have to stop and have a layover. Well, I'm not saying that, because it would have been really cool to meet up with you, Anthony. But, you know. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> so. Well, I, you know, uh, I, was, I was looking forward to, to it. Yeah, no, me too, man. No, I, I, I still have your gifts here. <laughs> I gotta figure out how to I mean, get Christmas COVID. is next week. It is. Start walking. Let's go. Okay. Yeah. I'll start thumbing it down the road. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> grass, gas, or ass. No one pays for free. Sorry, no, no <laughs> rides it. for free. No rides yeah. for free. You know. So, yeah. So, everyone just going to Western Canada is going on this direct flight. And there was 40 people on this giant plane. So, everyone had nobody in front of them, nobody behind them, and nobody beside them. So it was just a luxury flight. And I even asked the person, uh, one of the flight, um, flight attendants, this is like, ah, what are the chances I could get like bumped to first class because there's nobody here? And it's like, oh, we couldn't put everyone in first class. I'm like, yeah, no, that's not the point. It's like, <laughs> why don't you take, you know, take a bunch of numbers or people in a hat and just like squirrel, squirrel the papers around and then pull names so that like you you put ten people in first class or something like that. Yeah, you know what I mean? yeah. or just me, you know, or just, <laughs> yeah, let me or just, just go. Me. 
I asked. Like, did anybody yeah. else ask? No, I'm the winner. But whatever, yeah. I, I digress. <laughs> it was still a really good flight. Uh, WestJet was above and beyond uh, apologetic, and they're very professional at the whole thing. I really feel bad for the, the, the people that did get yelled at by you know, people trying to get their flights and everything, but these things happen. You know, I would rather wait and get on a good plane than have them rushed and then be like, all right, well, here, go on this plane that we think is okay now. So it was all, all in all, it was awesome um, experience. Very stoked about the compensation. And then WestJet also gives me another email and says, hey, we're really sorry about what you went through, which was not that bad. Here's another 266 WestJet dollars. So all <laughs> oh in all, goodness. it was almost $1,200 that they gave me. Here's some stocks in the company, and, and just flight. yeah. <laughs> and here's your here's so your really own pilot wings. does care. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> More yeah, of the story. It's gonna get fucked up. Make sure it's WestJet. Here you go. Yeah, because there's another company. Uh, I won't say the name, but it rhymes with Schmear Schmanita. Um, <laughs> they, they suck. They really do suck. I've lost my luggage, and they didn't even give me common decency to. Uh, let me know when it arrived at the airport. So it's just like, uh, can I pick up my stuff now? A whole day later, uh, couldn't even call them, couldn't even call the airport directly, had to call Air Canada, which is the guy who could be anywhere in the world, pretty much. Right. And, yeah, this was when I went to visit you last year, and I was flying from Toronto to Windsor, and they, for whatever reason, they lost my luggage there. And I was like, oh, sweet, that's nice. That, how do you screw Toronto to Windsor up? <laughs> oh, you'd be surprised, Mr. Chalupa. Yeah. You'd be surprised. No, very much so. So, yeah. Schmer Schmanida. Not the best. Never again. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, maybe, depending on how cheap the flights are. <laughs> yeah, well, I guess that's, that's, that, that wins everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, yeah, that's, that's my uh, big story that didn't make uh, the trip. Uh, sorry, my... Uh, my podcast when I was overseas there um, oh yeah I'd also like to reiterate that how sweet Budapest is lots of partying lots of fun stuff um, the Turkish baths are sweet very mm. traditional like old 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 Turkish bathhouses and you go there it's a lot of fun you can drink and hang out in the pool um, nighttime there's parties there I'm not sure if I'd ever want to go to one just like <laughs> I'm not sure what would be happening <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah it could be pretty gross you come up I'm already like trying to block everything out of my mind about what pools could be. <laughs> so I'm just trying to, like, not think about that kind of stuff. And, yeah. Watch, watching old guys play chess is funny enough for me. So I, I, I buy enough entertainment in that. All the entertainment you might need. Oh, yeah. Just, like, old Hungarian guys just yelling at each other about a certain chess move or something and water splashing around. <laughs> Very amusing. Yeah, you want to see children play a game, watch the old guys play chess. <laughs> nice. All right. Let's put it to rest Aaron Chalupa's awesome adventure in the books. Can't wait He's for next year. He's got to listen to more. He's got to listen to those, yeah, listen to the podcast. Get straight in the horse's mouth. Exactly. Know? All right, man. So, listen, we, you and I have this ongoing bet. Yeah. Now, I can't remember who started the bet. I think it was me. <laughs> I think it was you. Because I'm not yeah. really, like, I like a gentleman's bet. I rarely put money down on anything. But um, I think I came up with a bad idea, and it was going to be something small. But it's like, hey, why don't we get memorabilia? Yeah, I, I think that's so. I think the way it started was last year, uh, Austin Matthews was taking the league by storm, and the least behind Connor McDavid. I mean, debatable, but yeah, he, yeah sure. <laughs> but uh, the Leafs were playing in Edmonton, and you, I think you came up with the idea like, let, let, you know, let's put a little wager on it. Mm-hmm. All right, like. Listen, as a Toronto sports fan, you know never to bet against your team because they'll probably end up fucking you. Um, but we did it, and the Leafs won. And I think they won pretty pretty handedly. I think it was 3 nothing. Yeah. I don't, think, I don't think it was handedly, but it was like uh, Sparks was in net. Um, so he got his first shutout, his first game. Oh, uh, that was that game. Yeah, we do not have a good record against backup goalies. I should have known better. And it wasn't yeah. like me betting in confidence. I'm not one of those guys that's like, oh, yeah, I know. We'll totally take you on. It was more like, ah, I'm just going to make a bet with a, a friendly bet with a buddy, and it'll be a good pub- publicity on the you know the Nation Network as well. So. Right, right. So Leafs won that one, and I think the original bet was just like a, a player T-shirt jersey. 
then uh, what about a week later, the Leafs and Oilers were meeting up again, and you you came back and you said a double or nothing. It's like Whoa. yeah, you know, I figured I might as well just try to like get it back a little bit. Yeah, so even balance it out a little bit, cancel each other out. So I said okay. <laughs> and what happened? You're just that trying game? to help me. He's like, yeah. I'm, try- I'm like sitting in the branch I'm, here. I'm trying to help you, man. You're sinking. Just grab the lifesaver. <laughs> yeah. So what happened that second game? Uh second game. Ah, uh, I don't think it was overtime. Oh, I thought it was a shootout. Just on memory. What's the shootout? I'm gonna check it up here. But uh, yeah, the Oilers lost again. To the uh, Leafs, yeah. To the Maple Leafs, yeah. 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 So then um, at that point, I mean, we, we had to talk about doubling or nothing. And, uh, and I mean, it was, it was getting a little hefty. Like, uh, you know, at one point, a T-shirt jersey, what, maybe 30 bucks or whatever? But we had to even, like, raise the stakes a little bit. Oh, it was, it was a significant raising of the stakes, for sure. Yeah. I, even to the point where I was a little uncomfortable for myself. I was like, ah, I don't really want to have to buy Aaron Chalupa a jersey, but I mean... I didn't really want to do that either. I'm not sure why we went with it. <laughs> I don't know. I, I can't remember either, but... So, you know what? I just said, fuck it. Like, you know, let's just do it. The The Oilers end up losing again. I'm like, oh, man, this is going to be tough for Aaron Chalupa. Mm-hmm. So, fast forward to this season. No wagers paid, by the way. I'm going to put that out there. So, uh, a couple weeks ago, the Leafs and Oilers again for the third time in two years... Why don't you tell the nice people of the nation what happened then? Uh, well, there was this. It was the Toronto the home game, and there's another loss. Oh, wait, no, was it Toronto or was it Edmonton? It was in Edmonton. Edmonton was the first one, right? Right. Yeah, and it was another. It was another loss. Um, what was the score in that one? Was Was that the one nothing game? No, no, Toronto no. was the one nothing game. That was with McElhaney in that. Right. That was. A boring, boring game, and like we threw everything in the kitchen sink at oh. Maglani and their defense, and it's just like, why? It should have been seven to one yes. for Edmonton, but with so, how, how many chance, scoring chances we had? Yeah, was, so was that painful. was a, that was a game where I think Toronto took a early three one or three or two one lead or something, and uh, they'd score a couple, and Edmonton would score one oh, or two. Right, that was the one where yeah, it went off. Yeah. Uh, then, Kurt, Chris yeah. Russell smashed into the net. Yeah. So Chris Russell, the whole the whole game, these the broadcasters were giving Russell like this blowjob of all blowjobs, just talking about how great he was, how he's a real stat guy, and blah blah blah. Oh no 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 no, he's not. He's not. The analytics hate him. Oh, is that what it is? I thought they were saying oh, that. Oh no, they, they most people in Edmonton do not like Chris Russell. Like yeah, oh. yeah, yeah. Last year he was a workhorse where he blocked a lot of shots and stuff like that. But analytics, I can't remember for the reasons, but they don't like him. He does, He's one of those anomalies right. uh, against uh, Fenwick and Corsi. Right, right. Yeah, he, he doesn't have a good any of any of that stuff. And that's like picking him up when Edmonton picked him up and then re-signed him. A lot of people were not happy. Right, they gave him a decent besides, size contract. Besides, besides this, well, the the, <clears throat> the contract is top head, top heavy. Uh, so it starts off four million, and then it goes down to two million, and then it's like last two years, it's one and a half and one million or something okay. like that. Yeah, so it's not going to be bad in the later years. Right now and next year, he's non-tradable. Okay. Uh, he has no no move clause unless he agrees to it, obviously. But the last two years, he does have a move clause, which is when he'd be more appealing. He's still kind of. You know, he, he's not young, but he's still youngish, and his co- the contract is much more manageable by like one million, one point five million. Or so. Well, I mean, at, yes. the, at this point, so um, <laughs> I, the, were the Leafs up at this point, or no? I think they were. Uh, we were tied. I think tied. I think and, it was tied because we we came back. It was yeah, big surge. We're gonna go overtime. Back. Sweet. Uh, it's it, all. All we need to do is in our defensive zone. All we need to do is just carry it up kill some time, maybe try to score on you before the end of the period. Right. Face-offs one, Chris Russell has the puck, slaps it into his own net by accident because he's yeah. trying to clear it. He tried to clear maybe it, by, like, he tried to, he tried to get it out of, he tried in to smash front of the net. Yeah. He, well, I, I thought it was more of like he was going to try to slap it or like around the boards or something like that. Right, right. Yeah, but it just went into the net, you know. The goalie was not ready at the same he time. He tried. The, the, I felt for the goalie, man. It's not like he, he went in there like uh, during headlights. His reflexes kicked in, but just like one-third of a second too late. 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, so Leafs win that one. Now the wager on that was a growler of the winner's choice. Yeah. Which in my mind is like Aaron Schlup is gonna mail me a growler. Like that sounds crazy. He's like, no, 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 I'll just pay for it. You just pick what you want and I'll pay for it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a little bit easier that yeah. way. I was like, this sounds like a horrible idea. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, yeah, so Leafs, Leafs at that point, three in a row. The following week, the Leafs play um, in Edmonton to a, a snooze fest of a game. one nothing. Oh, yeah. Leafs win. I even fell asleep in the third period, which is... is you know, I never want to do that in any sporting event. I'll leave that to my other friends who attend road trips. But well, you're an old man with a kid now. Fucking you're a. Sick all the time. It's Fuckin like my dad a. when he used to watch Eskimos games with me or Oilers game when I was a kid, and he'd just be on his recliner and then like watch the game, watch the game after coach's corner. Yeah, you know, just snooze fest, snore fest, all that good stuff. Wait, wait! I woke up with two minutes left in the third. The Oilers were pressing hard, but nothing happened. Leafs yeah. win, aka Anthony wins. That's four in a row. How does it feel? Yeah. Well, it sucks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, for how much I hate, uh, you know, <laughs> the team and, uh, you know, I, I yeah, yeah. Well, I, 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 I'll try not to sound like a sore loser, but. Yeah, I know it's not fun. And what? What will you? I'll just keep. I'll keep. We'll keep betting until the others win. Yeah, and then and then you'll want you know some kind of redemption. So you'll be like, oh well, let's bet again. So let's it's, it's triple or nothing. It'll be an ongoing bet. Yeah. So um, what I think we should do next time is maybe not do anything with a value, but maybe the the winner has to or the loser has to change his uh, social media profile picture to, like, the team, uh, the losing team's logo or the winning team's logo or something like that. Like you oh, would that's have, even worse. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I mean, that's a priceless moment. That's a MasterCard that's priceless like moment. That's not bad for you because you like Edmonton. <laughs> uh, Edmonton is one of my favorite West Coast teams, but it's more for you seeing that you're on a losing streak. I think I might as well kick you while you're down. Yeah. Or, you know what, you got to get a Toronto Maple Leaf tattoo. <laughs> no, we're not going to go that far. That'd just be brutal. All right, so uh, there's one last thing. This being episode 99, we can't we can't even say it without mentioning the great one. You know, the we're talking. Yes, yes, the great of all, greatest of all time. Yeah. The man, the myth, the legend, Ontario's own Wayne Gretzky. Mm. So best, best years of his life were in Edmonton. I, I couldn't agree more. Although, I mean, some might say the most formative years of his life were in Los Angeles. I would disagree with that wholeheartedly. Edmonton, well, has, Edmonton has five Stanley Cups. Wayne Gretzky only has four. Wayne right. Gretzky was never the uh, same guy. Like, and like, this is the thing, too, is that Edmonton Oilers were the Edmonton Oilers. A lot of people say Edmonton Oilers were Wayne Gretzky. That's not true. Uh, but by any means, I would I would agree with you with your statement. I mean, but the it's different too because the Oilers didn't come; they they were absorbed from the WHA. Um, they they kind of came in already as an established team, and so it wasn't like a like a new franchise per se. They came in with basically all all WHA teams were kind of like all star teams already. They would just pay high prices for these guys, and the, so the Oilers came into NHL and basically. I mean, they had they had a couple of years against the Islanders that were a little bit tough, but re- like once they kind of clicked, they were like the Bulls in the '90s. Like they just went on well, a tear. If, if you want to go with that, then you'd also say that Hartford would have been a dominant team. The Quebec Nordiques would have been a dominant team. The Winnipeg Jets would have been a dominant team, which none of them were for a long time. Winnipeg had a good team, but they would always get beat out in the first round by the Oilers. Uh, well, I mean, you put two all-star teams against each other, there's always going to be a winner and a loser. Yeah, yeah, but Hartford wasn't an all-star team by any chance. Um, Okay. The thing, too, is that the Oilers... Let's just clear something up before we start going on our conversation. <laughs> this might be a whole other podcast. The, the Oilers didn't have Kevin Lowe. They didn't have Mark Messier. They didn't have Grant Fear. They drafted all those guys. And, and Wayne Gretzky came af- across from Indianapolis Racers. So that was a pickup. So they, they acquired all these players when they were the Oilers in the NHL, not when they were in the WHA. Uh, the Oilers, one of the Oilers WHA goalies was Jacques Plante. Hall of and Famer was, Jacques Plante? Hall of Famer Jacques Plante, but in his later years. That's like <laughs> Martin Brodeur when he played for the Blues. Uh, where uh, this, was, <laughs> this was Jacques Plante post-mask where he couldn't see anything, but his face was safe. Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, well, many many years after he invented the mask, so uh, we 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 shared an Instagram post the other day where it was a top twenty five players. Wayne Gretzky ranked number one. I don't mm. think there's any argument uh, that Gretzky is the greatest player to ever play. Um, I think every player that has come after him who's had that dawning of like the next great one or uh, the best player in the game. I think they all kind of model themselves after Gretzky, anyways. Well, yeah, and it's it's a totally different game. Like every ten right. years or so, it's a different game entirely. Right. So, but, but you, can't, you, know, you, you can't you can't compare them. Really. The, the, I I think this is a, a pretty big factor. I think you could put if you put if there was like a Wayne Gretzky born today or maybe born fifteen years ago, McDavid. Yeah, basically McDavid. Yeah, <laughs> but I think I think Wayne Gretzky, whatever whatever um, decade you put him in. Still becomes the best player because he had some. He had he had like the work ethic. He had oh, he had totally. the, the hockey sense of that all. You know, oh, yeah. The it's, hockey it's, IQ. Yeah. Hockey IQ. Yeah. Like he he had all that stuff. Um, one thing that I always admired about Wayne Gretzky is like, even though like now he's kind of like known as a booze hound, but he, in his playing days it, it was it wasn't like guys didn't respect him because he, he had all like I mean sure they respect him because he had all those goals but his work ethic was always really high, and I, like I want to share a story with you. I don't know if I've told the story before or not, but. It's actually not even my story. It's my father-in-law's story. Oh yeah. But he was he was doing work in Alberta, and uh, he he was an industrial tire salesman, and so he was do, he was doing some work there. And one of his vendors had tickets to the Oilers games or had like a, a hookup with the Oilers, so mm-hmm. he brought his nephew to go see the Oilers, and uh, they they actually got they got in to see them practice, and there was Gretzky, uh, Jagger Curry, Grant Fuhr, and and maybe uh, Smenko. What did you call Curry's first name? What? What what was Curry's first name? Yager Curry? Yari. Yari. <laughs> Yager Curry. I think that's pretty close. <laughs> I think that's close enough. Yeah, close enough. Yeah. I, let's go with so that. so my, my father in law brings brings his nephew down and um he 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 wants to get autographs for everyone. So you know, the ki- the kids there. He's and all the guys are like stopping off. It's only like a handful of guys left on the ice. Uh, but Gretzky's there, and Gretzky wouldn't sign this guy's autograph. This kid's autograph, and oh, uh, really? yeah. So so my father in law goes like, "Hey, do you mind like do you mind getting Gretzky over or anything like that?" Like, I mean, he's kind of like the biggest player on the planet, mm. and, uh, and I, I I don't know who said it. It might have been Yager Curry. And he, he said, uh, he goes, oh, no, Wayne won't sign anything when he's working. And, uh, and my, my father-in-law, who is like a big guy in work ethic, just kind of his eyebrows did a dance on his forehead. And I, I think he gained more respect for Gretzky at that point, even though like, he, he, you know, he's hoping to get the autograph. He's like, shit, this, even when this guy's practicing, he's working. And I think that, that kind of one of those, one of those things that kind of sets him apart from everything. And when my father-in-law told me that story, I had read Gretzky's autobiography when I was a kid. And you kind of see the foundation of all that stuff, but actually have like a firsthand um, like story for, for that firsthand encounter, I thought it was really, really cool. Yeah, no, that is interesting for sure. Yeah. Um, I've never had the pleasure of seeing him or meeting him. Um, Yet. Yeah, I haven't I've really met any of the Oilers at all. <laughs> we had a bunch come up to the Grimshaw when I was a kid. Um, but yeah, no, I haven't met him. Um, but yeah, it'd be something else. Uh, I've heard of a lot of my buddies meeting his dad. Oh yeah, um, yeah. That work in the the service industry, like working at a hotel or um, a restaurant or something like that. They have his dad Walter come in, which is also pretty cool. Uh, but yeah, yeah. Good, good. Wayne Gretzky story came uh, last year. I think it was what his was. He, did he turn fifty last year? Uh, possibly. I can't remember. Maybe he turned fifty, or uh, maybe it was just because he was the greatest player of all time, ranked or whatever. And they had this like big story that was coming up, and. Uh, it was it was pretty good. Uh, so he, he I mean, you probably heard of this one too. He goes to uh, the hockey hall of fame with this kid. Uh, this is years ago too. Like he, I think he just finished. Uh, he just retired, and maybe it was like two thousand one. So he takes one of his kids, and they go to the hockey hall of fame, and there's the part where they're shooting, and he takes the you know he's trying to show show the son like how to shoot and everything, and he's kind of holding it in a funny way, and it's different stick and he's trying to shoot and he's missing the you know missing uh like the accuracy shots there and this kid <coughs> who's working at the hockey hall of fame comes over and like well, gretzky has got his hat on he's got a bit low so he's not noticed and 
this kid who's working there is like, oh man, uh, excuse me, sir, but uh, if you don't mind taking a tip, if you choke up on the stick a little bit, maybe they'll have a bit more, you know, lift or leverage. <laughs> and so he lifts up his hat and looks at him, and he's like, oh, no thanks for the tip. Um, why don't you give me a few more pucks from uh, those 892 <laughs> pucks over there? You know, those are mine, <laughs> representing all my goals I scored in the NHL. Why don't you pass me a few of those? And I'll show That's you hilarious. And it's all tongue in cheek. He's not trying to be cocky or anything, but he, you know, he's seizing a good moment to make a good joke. Yeah, that's great. I, he's got one of those great, um, great sense of humors too. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, and like uh, the boys in the bus, like uh, they got the DVD, but there's a book as well. Just like, oh, the dog's going crazy. Nice. He's also a Gretzky fan. Uh, she. Uh, oh, she's yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Everyone's a Gretzky, uh, Gretzky and Oilers fan in this house. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks. Um. Yeah, yeah, no, like it, 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 it was just a great team. Like everyone hung out with each other, and they they just all worked well together. Uh, they the Oilers actually started the Stanley Cup photo on the ice as a team. They'd all get together. They started that, and they would go out and party all together. Uh, and that's when they lost the Stanley Cup a few times, and they found it again. Uh, no, they, it was it was a cool team, and Gretzky was the the catalyst for it for sure. Um, yeah, no, the great one, hell of a player. And he made the game great wherever he went. Like, you look at California. California's huge in hockey right now. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they've got uh, three teams. L.A., Anaheim, and L.A. Sorry, L.A., Anaheim, and San Jose. And then he went to St. Louis. St. Louis, he, he didn't really leave a lasting mark on there. And they've had, you know, other players that have played there longer, like Adam Oates and Brett Hull. Mm-hmm. Uh, then he went to New York, and that was kind of the, the cap off his career. So, Yeah, that, that right before... Um Right before that New York signing, there was a lot of talk that he was going to go to Toronto, but they couldn't decide on um, so, something to do with something weird with like Gretzky wanted uh, like more percentage of the jersey sold with his name on it or something. Oh, interesting. Yeah, and because 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 there was a, like there's always like whenever there's a big free agent, the Toronto market always thinks that they're coming to Toronto. Of and, course. Yeah, and um, I remember when when that stuff happened with Gretzky. I, I had heard they signed in New York, and, and I was kind of devastated because I always wanted Gretzky to play for the Leafs. I mean, I guess every t- everybody wanted Gretzky to play for them, but yeah, everybody wanted. Yeah, yeah, I just figured like coming home and all that stuff. I I, I figured he's either going to be Tr- Toronto or Detroit because of uh, Gordy Howe, but um, yeah. And I, and, our, and then a year years later, I remember a buddy of mine telling me that the re- one of the reasons that Gretzky didn't sign was because he he was had a, made a ton of money in just jersey sales alone. And, oh, of course. Yeah, and I mean, the biggest market in Canada, some might argue the best market in Canada uh, to play hockey in, and probably I would imagine every kid from the age of zero to whatever would have owned a Gretzky jersey if, if, they put, if you put a name on the back of a, a Leafs jersey. Oh, so. yeah, yeah. Um, Walter Gretzky's story, quickly, is uh, Walter Gretzky is all over Milton, Ontario. He, he, there's a, a diner in Milton called Troy's Diner where he has his own honorary table. He's always floating around Milton. Yeah? Yeah, that's a little Walter Gretzky for you. Okay. Yeah. Well, like, you know, there's some really cool things about Gretzky as well. Like, um, uh, he, Joey Moss on the Oilers is the reason why Joey Moss is part of the Oilers organization. Uh, he was the brother of a girl that Gretzky was dating. And when oh, Gretzky, wow. and when part of the deal of when Gretzky got sold to the LA Kings, um, is that Joey Moss had to stay on the team with Edmonton. He wasn't allowed to go over. Oh, wow. Yeah, him him and Gretzky are really good friends. Like, they hang out all the time. They talk all the time as much as possible. They're really, really good buddies. Um, another really interesting story about Gretzky, like how uh, devoted he was to, uh, you know, playing hockey and winning and everything. In the 87 Canada Cup, uh, Gretzky was working... You know, he, he was. Uh, this is one of the really tight games against Russia. They were in the final. Uh, the game's tied. Just oh, like Canada Cup '87. This is when Canada had like the all-star team. Yeah. You know, Lemieux, Gretzky, Dryden's in net, Larry Robinson defense, all those guys. Uh, <laughs> freaking Gretzky was being triple shifted, and so he'd like he'd pl- he'd, he'd go out, and he'd like for, for like five minutes he'd be playing with Mario Lemieux, and then. He'd be benched for, you know, 30 seconds. He's thrown back out there. He got so friggin' tired and just he couldn't do anything. He had to stay on the bench. He couldn't leave. He pissed his pants. 
<laughs> he was so devoted, and then eventually, I think he got the the game winner. Like I'm not sure if it was him or he passed it to Lemieux, and Lemieux scored. But it, it was crazy. That's <laughs> like, a great story. How are you that into your you know your your game that you can't just be like, Coach, I just need to go to the bathroom, and take a pee. Yeah, it's yeah. like, Coach, no, you're just doing your pants. Like, yeah, he, he, the, the coach didn't tell him to do that, but he's just he was so exhausted he couldn't move. And he's like, all right, this is happening. And yeah, he pissed his pants. And, and can you imagine being on an all-star team with, where everybody in the bench is going to the Hall of Fame and they're triple, they're triple shifting you? You're like, what the fuck? Look at all these other guys here. You can, you can call. I need five minutes to go take a piss. I'll be right back. Yeah, yeah, I know exactly. I love it. I love it. Oh, yeah. No, I, I've seen that with Luongo before, too, because Luongo is super superstitious in uh, playoffs and stuff. Yeah. And so he'd be like, oh, yeah, I know. I can't go on right now, or I need this, this, or blah, blah, blah. It's like, no, it's just a bathroom. Yeah. That's why Schneider's in net right now. That's so Oh, funny. and also, another fun one, because I really dislike the Vancouver Canucks. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> Gretzky was supposed to play for the Vancouver Canucks as well, too. Oh. Uh, oh. Wait, instead wait. of going to St. Louis, I think he was supposed to go uh-huh. to Vancouver. And uh, I think Pat Quinn was the coach at the time. I can't remember who the GM was, but they kept bugging him. And, bu- and he's like, okay, I'll let you know in the morning. I'll let you know in the morning. We'll get it done in the morning. And they kept bugging him, kept bugging him. They just pissed him off. He's like, okay, no, it's, it's done. It's over. We're not doing it anymore. Oh, and man. so they just, he just yeah, told, told the Canucks to screw off because he wasn't going to go there anymore. But he was going to, apparently. Oh, wow. You know, maybe, maybe he had something else planned with another team and he was going to sign with them but yeah um yeah just just pushing him over the edge there just totally i uh, never understood that that gretzky to st louis that made no sense to me at all it was it was to play with brett hall that's all yeah but fuck brett hall really yeah yeah no i completely agree with you yeah Yeah. like he's not as good as people make it out his his dad was a better hockey player in my opinion yeah i think so too Uh, well his, his dad was really a generational player where Brett Hall's a really good footnote in the uh, nine, probably what late eighties, nineties, maybe. Well, he had the you know the the uh, infamous game winning foot in the foot game in the crease. winning foot. Yeah, that's so stupid. Well, listen, anytime you can fuck the Buffalo Sabers out of anything, do it. Even with Dallas, man, like I hate Ed Belfour. What? Ed, and Mike Eddie Badano the Eagle and Brett Hall and all those guys. You got to understand. Darian Hatcher. I was an Oilers fan. All right, I'm still an Oilers fan, but like all those Dallas Stars guys. Oh my god! I just I, I don't want to say anything really mean, but I okay. just dislike those guys completely. Like all those guys, Sergey Zubov, Yuri Lettinen, all those guys. <laughs> Yager Lettinen. Yeah, Yager Lettinen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, like, all those guys can just As suck a, a railroad spike. Yeah, yeah nice. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, not not a, not a fan of the Dallas Stars and the Colorado Avalanche. I like, don't get me wrong. The Avs, like really? Well, it's just that there was always the battle for Edmonton. If Edmonton beats Edmonton, was always like eighth or seventh in the West, oh, but yeah, just yeah. making it into the playoffs. And then we'd always play against Dallas or Colorado oh, because they'd be now. the first or second seed. And so we'd beat one, and then we get knocked out by the next one. In yeah, the second round. okay, that makes so sense. So it was always so hard because you had one at Sackick, Forsberg, Foot, Blake. And then you'd go Dallas, and then you'd have, you know, Belfort, Darian Hatcher, Madano, Brett Hall, all those guys. And it was just never a good time for the Edmonton Oilers. Like, there was the, obviously there's the history of us beating the Dallas Stars, you know, coming back from more nothing, I think. Right. That big, but that big, that big, uh, that big huge run. comeback. Yeah, the yeah, big run. With, with Marchant coming in, uh, scoring the overtime winner. Yeah, yeah. Um, after Curtis Joseph was just getting an onslaught of shots on him, but. Uh, yeah, so I really wanted Buffalo to win because I love Hashik. Mike Pekka was sweet. Uh, oh, Mike Pekka, Woodbridge's own. Alexei Zidnik, Jason Woolley, all those boys. Yeah. Matthew Barnaby. Brad Mays. Brad May. Brad May, man. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Rob Ray. Rob Ray, yeah, man. Yeah. yeah. They, they, they had some uh, pairs. Fontaine was on was the playing? team at that point. Jason Woolley and Zidnik were the defensive pairing. Where it was the top defensive pairing. That just goes to show how awesome Hashik was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, who else was there? Matthew Barnaby. Um, oh, Matthew Barnaby, wow. Was Patty LaFontaine still with Buffalo I, at that I, time? I don't know. I can't remember, to be honest. He retired pretty early. But, uh, and then he, he, went, he came back and played for New York, didn't he? For the Rangers? No, because yeah. he, started, he started the Islanders, and then he, he might have played. I think, I think he, he played, played for the Rangers for a bit. For a yeah, just briefly, just briefly. Yeah, anyways. Um... Yeah, no, there's some there's some <laughs> sound guys on that Buffalo team. Let me yeah. tell you. 
All right, Mr. Chalupa, listen, I need to cut you off and cut this sucker mm-hmm. off. The baby's oh, awake. I got to get going. We got a, oh, got a, a day. Shit. Yeah, you know, I, I can hear them rumbling, and I just I just don't want to be in that deep ditch and dig myself out. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to cut mm-hmm. the sucker off. I mean, this is, a, this is an hour long already. Who knows yep. how long I'm going to ramble on the intro. I want to tell you that, listen, brother, I guess it's been about a year now since you've been in the fold. I appreciate you as part of the NA30 family. And and, uh, the the nanny position is still available in case you want it. I'm working on it, man. I'm working on it. All right. (laughs) Okay. So do you you want to say anything before we sign off on this sucker? No, no. Just, you know, happy holidays, everyone. You know, stay safe. Yes. And uh, episode 99, the great one. Chilling with Chalupa number three. I don't know exactly what the title is going to be, but I know the album artwork is going to be incredible. Check for that on our Facebook page, our Instagram page. We have another episode of Before 30 coming up where John DeNoir and myself are guests on it. We give a male perspective on episode um, three's um, Body or Brains. So that's mm-hmm. that actually, to be honest, I think it might be the best Before 30 podcast yet. It's really good. Okay, that's yeah. going to be the male perspective finally. I feel yeah. like we've been attacked so hard. Oh my goodness. <laughs> We're just monsters. Yeah, I think so. Mm-hmm. Um, well, listen, no sexual harassment case here. This is a sexual harassment allowed area. <laughs> Zone. It's a sexual encourage. harassment. Yeah, encourage and enforce. <laughs> Anyways, brother, thank you so much for doing this. We'll talk soon. I hope you're good, all right? Yeah, man. Love you. All right, love you too, brother. Merry this Christmas, is at, yeah, Merry, and happy Hanukkah and Christmas and, and Kwanzaa, Kwanzaa. Yeah. <laughs> and Festivus and anything else we can think of. Yeah, man. Happy Jedi Night training <laughs> from everybody that After Three podcast. This might be the last one of 2018. Stay safe. We'll or 2017. We'll see you in 2018. God damn. <laughs> Have a good one. Yeah.